Welcome to Anomalous, a beauty podcast about beauty, life, and what it means to all of us. My name is Swati. And I'm Anjana. Anjana, tell us a little bit about your early journey of what beauty was like for you while growing up. Um, so, like, I'm trying to think of maybe my earliest memory of beauty. And I think I can't really place anything of me in India. So I lived in India for eight years, and then I moved to Alabama. And then I was there for another eight years, and then I moved to Kansas, and then I was there for another eight years, and then I moved to Chicago. I've never... Yeah, and I've never lived anywhere more than eight years, which is strange. Um, <laughs> so I think I just remember being in India, like beauty was something that you were either born with or you weren't. And so if you weren't born with it, then you had to like, you know, acquire other skills to kind of make you feel like you had value in society, right? Yeah. And so I was kind of like, this jack-of-all-trades. I mean, I wasn't, like, I don't think anybody thought I was ugly, but I don't think anyone thought that I was just, like, this beautifully stunning person either. So I knew where I stood in the, in the social hierarchy. And But I, like, have always had a, a knack for, like, relating to people. So I, th- I thought, okay, well, I'm not really good at one thing. I'm good at, like, I'm not really great at one thing. I'm, like, good at a couple of things. And that could be my, like, you know, um, identity. And then I moved to Alabama where, like, I think my beauty standards or just kind of um, what was normal was probably, like, really kind of a shock because nothing was normal. Like, I was around Indian people. I was around white people. I was around black people. It could be anything. And so... I wasn't until maybe I became a teenager and I was around, like, this Indian crowd that I, you know, and and my friend, one of my best friends at the time, and I say best friends in quote, I don't think we were really friends, we were probably like frenemies, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's like she was North Indian and I was South Indian and she she had, like, this very – light or fair skin and she had like straight brown hair and though nobody told me like I knew that's what Indian women were supposed to look like and I didn't look like that and mm-hmm. and so she at a, like I met her must I must have been like 14 13 or 14 when I met her so she was like very like important as I was becoming a teenager on how to be acceptable girl Right, so like you had to straighten your hair, you had to wear makeup, and you had to like you know be lighter skin. That's something that I can't couldn't do, but you could always try to be a little bit lighter, right? Um, yeah. And so, like, I definitely knew, and I and I did like a lot of dances when I was, uh, you know, with with the Indian Association, a lot of like Bollywood dancing. So we would wear makeup, and she was really someone who wore a lot of makeup and that was kind of like uncommon or 
yeah, not common for people my age and especially within the Indian community. So that was, like, interesting for me. Um, But at the same time, it was, like, makeup that was, like, super light, you know. Like, even though she was already really light-skinned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though she was already very light-skinned, she would wear makeup that was even lighter than her skin tone. And so, and, and not to say that, you know, makeup brands weren't really inclusive back then, so I never found my shade. So I was just like, I managed, right? Yeah. But I just remember being in Alabama, there were so many black women that weren't ashamed of their skin. They were actually really proud to be black and proud to be that color. And it was, I think around when I was like probably high school and now probably college that I was like, oh, I want to be as confident and as like skilled in makeup as black women are. That was became like my benchmark. Because I was like, oh, I'm not like light enough to be a benchmark in the Indian community, but I can like, you know, accept my brown skin the way that black women accept their skin. And that was mm-hmm. something that I like. Well, yeah. Uh, what what was the reason? Like did you have any um uh, inspiration that you looked up to while you were growing up? Um how 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 did you like, how was your surrounding besides when you say that Indian community or mm-hmm. um, the, the people actually made you feel that way? But were there any positive figures that made you feel otherwise? Um, uh, I think, like, I always felt like I was a little bit off center, right? Like, here's, like, the path that everybody is going, and I'm just a little bit off of it. And so even when... You know, I was 16 and everybody was straightening their hair. I was like, but what if my hair was curly? And I, like, really leaned into it. Because I didn't fit the Indian standard of beauty, I just told myself, well, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to be the opposite. I'm not going to try to fit in. I'm just going to be weird and different and do things because, like, it's going to be something that I chose to do. And even then, I think, at that age where I wouldn't have known what I was doing intellectually. Yeah. I think I still realized that I would rather be different and choose what was right for me than kind of pretend to be something that I wasn't. So you would say that you were sort of like a rebel uh, in terms of... Yeah. But let me ask you, um, in terms of evolving the term beauty and now for you mm-hmm. for me i realized that all of the decisions that like like the decision that you took uh everyone's hair is curly so you wanted to be uh wait i'm seeing it the other way around right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. everyone's hair is straight so i was gonna be curly. Uh, yeah yeah um i i always had like really straight hair and uh, I, I remember my cousins going uh, my my aunt used to always tell my cousin that why don't you have straight hair like her, and mm-hmm. it must have been terrible for her. Yeah. Uh, but very recently she started embracing, and so she went through perm, and I mean she went through straightening, mm-hmm. straightened the hair for a really long time, and now she started yeah. embracing curls. How good for her! And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and now she loves it, and she was like, she messaged me saying that so many people messaged um, her seeing how Ooh. amazing her girls are. And she was like, if yeah. only I had earlier. 
So I think yeah. the impact that uh, like the surrounding makes mm-hmm. uh, makes you feel sets you a standard of what beauty is. Like when yeah. you grow up, that was what beauty stood for, and you yeah. chose to be a rebel. So yeah. do you think that influenced your likes and dislikes in terms of what you really wanted? Like you said that because it was straight, you chose go. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it probably has to do with like my parents and what they thought was important. Beauty wasn't really considered something of importance in my house. It was like you had to, you know, you had to go to school, you had to like get good grades, and uh, if you were talented in things like music or dance, that's also great. But beauty was something that was never like cherished, right? And yeah. and now that I think. I think <laughs> I laugh because I think they were like, oh, she's okay, so let's not worry too much about her physical appearance. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, hard. yeah, yeah. And so because of that, I was allowed to kind of do whatever because maybe there were expectations from society, like externally, like from my outer circle. But in terms of my own family, it was very like not like that at all. Like I never felt the pressure to like lose weight or, like, get become lighter or have straighter hair. I think my, my aunt and my, like, you know, Indian social life at the time would say things that would kind of be indicative of that. But my parents didn't. And so if my parents didn't care, I was like, screw you guys. I don't care. I'll just do whatever I want, you know? That's, and so I think that kind of helped. That's the way to live, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think most of it is uh, your uncle's aunt or yeah aunt or your friend's friend friend said this yeah. so you need to like be a certain way so yeah. yeah well it's also like when you're a teenager when someone else gets complimented for something that you never get complimented for you're like oh maybe I'm not that you know like I remember she would get complimented for her like beauty which it's subjective I don't think she's any prettier than anyone else I think people were like looking at her from like this light But again, beauty is subjective, right? Like uh, Right, exactly. For for someone who likes red, another person mm-hmm. might like green. So you cannot right. say what is yeah. better than the other. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And That's she was what... just getting complimented more, so I was like, Oh, you know, well she's the pretty one and I'm the nice one. I just assumed that was my like identity yeah. when the How two of us you? were together. I was probably sixteen. Yeah, but I did remember when I was in middle school that, you know, guys weren't really, like, flirting with me in middle school. This is, like, when I was 13. And I distinctively remember thinking, oh, you know, I think guys would be flirting with me if I was white or if I looked white enough. Wow. Yeah. That is that is um, sad in a way because at 60, when you question yourself, um, by the words that other people give you is just uh, you define your self worth by how you're treated or how yeah. men approach you is that and that's that's very true that happens with everyone like even with me yeah, yeah. it's very uh, common in Chinese culture too uh, I remember oh. my uh, roommate saying the same thing to me uh, because she always was uh, upset about the fact that like she's she always kept repeating that she's ugly. 
and me mm. and my other roommate we would be like why do you think you're ugly you're not ugly you're really pretty and she mm. used to be like i'm ugly i'm fat i don't have a boyfriend so i'm ugly i'm fat and oh. then we used to constantly keep repeating this to her that you're not fat you're not ugly and then her mom came um and in front of us her mom constantly kept telling her that you're ugly you're ugly and then she was like fighting yeah. back saying no i'm not ugly and then her wow. mom was like why don't you have a boyfriend Wow. So, and apparently that's how they define beauty. Um I don't know yeah. if I I don't want to blame a culture, but I don't yeah. know if that's the, I think uh, our parents have a lot to do with like the self-esteem that we have, right? Like, yeah. you know, from Swati, I know you pretty well. You have very supportive parents and and I can yeah. see that being, you know, part of who you are. It's it's really like, you know, we're both, I think, very blessed to have that because... We're really blessed. And in yeah. spite of that, we have yeah. our own insecurities and we are <laughs> yeah. in certain ways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I mean, there are things that I take, you know, even in regards to beauty that I take to um, my, like, adult life. But I can't... I mean, I want to be better then, but I can't seem to move past it, so... Here we are, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's um, as I was saying. I can't imagine what other people would be going if that's a constant uh, criticism yeah. that they have to face on a daily basis with their parents, because that's something that is on a regular basis, day and night. Um, yeah. I have no idea how they find self-esteem or how they find confidence, and it's it's just really hard uh, uh, when. Yeah inside their home and when they move out it's constantly um criticism um and they have to keep I think it's especially strong in our culture right the indian culture really yeah it is very strong yeah um yeah um this comparison I, thing and then but not only the comparison thing but like not really building up the child you know at home yeah. being like you know so it, uh, it's what what happens ultimately is they end up you know, perpetuating the cycle. So the kids yeah. that needed more love grow up to not be able to provide it to, like, their loved ones, right? Yeah, and um, it impacts them in a very negative way. Uh, for me, while I was growing up, my battle was uh, completely different, and I just very recently yeah, that that was uh, something. No, uh, for me, it was more like... Um, so studies, like you said, I think it's very, very popular in Indian culture that, um, which is one of the main reasons why everywhere if you see it's filled with Indians. Indians are engineers, doctors, uh, mm. the literacy rate is really high. And the reason is this, that parents from a very early age push their mm-hmm. kids to do, towards studies. Even if they're not interested, it's math and science. That's what they're pushed towards. And you're... Um, smartness is de- like dependent on these two subjects or basically mm-hmm. how you do uh, in school that mm-hmm. defines how smart you are and what your worth is as a, mm-hmm. as a child. And yeah. to me, that obviously was the most important thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So in order to be able to wear makeup, I felt like I need to earn it. And my way of earning it was to be able to get like an A grade or um, mm-hmm. like top the class, yeah. get full yeah. marks. You know, I had to do yeah. all of that 
to be able to wear makeup so that when people see me they would go like okay uh she she studies really well so it's fine but if yeah. i don't do that um and i've heard aunties say this and probably that's why it created an impression on me without mm-hmm. me realizing until very mm-hmm. recently uh is that when um like uh, one auntie said that uh oh, she doesn't even study really well and look at her she's just dressing up and walking around and that oh, yeah okay. yeah Um, yeah. I think it, people said that about me, too. Yeah, like, why? Mm-hmm. So, I, first of all, I don't understand why these two things are related in any way. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but as a child, I didn't realize it, but I grew up with that. So, till yeah. late, to be able to wear a red lipstick, I hesitate. Because I yeah, feel like yeah. I have earned to wear a red lipstick. Like, why do I yeah, need to? But you have to somehow lipstick? prove... You're like, yeah, you know, substance. Yeah. Yeah. So every time I wear makeup, I need to be able to feel like I earned it, so that people mm-hmm. don't criticize me or say anything like, "Oh, she's wearing so much makeup. Like, look at her. Like, yeah. what does she have? Well, like, yeah. She's. I mean, this is all she's good for. That's. I think yeah, I've heard. All, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Vanity is yeah. all that she has. Uh, so, yeah. I. Um, it was a great self discovery for me that. Oh this is the reason why I don't like I'm not very loud yeah. by me and by loud I mean uh like you said the no makeup makeup I would yeah. always go for it. it took me a really yeah. long time like if my lipstick is uh, a little dark or if anything is dark on my face that mm-hmm. shows like I'm wearing makeup I immediately wipe it off and my parents mm-hmm. always used to tease me saying that oh she put uh, powder and then she would uh-huh. rub it off with the bed sheet so my mom <laughs> you know it's so funny my parents powder. would always you know it's so funny now my parents are like can you put on a little bit of lipstick i'm like i don't know i think this lipstick is too much lipstick <laughs> i'm like already wearing a no makeup makeup look <laughs> yeah and it's so funny that both our parents used to put us like look better mm-hmm. or not look yeah. better but dress up but yeah. we still did this to ourselves why because of some random auntie at some party <laughs> yeah. told me like she was oh my god herself, i took it personally yeah. took it to myself right. i felt like to be able well, to so to kind of talk about red lipstick in general you know the red lipstick used to be so there's two connotations with red lipstick one that only like sex workers wear red lipstick oh yeah Yeah. And then and the other thing is like back I think I don't know when this was, when like the Salem witch trials were happening that witches wore red lipstick because if you hear the reason you're gonna laugh. It's because men found it distracting where they couldn't focus. So they people women who wear red lipstick must be witches because how oh else are they yeah, t- yeah. Distracting oh, I men. Oh my god. Yeah, this is a real thing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. But yeah. yeah, but then uh uh like my mom uh mm-hmm. the, my mom's generation probably um, our mom's generation that was the time yeah. where red was the color for makeup, right? Like everything is yeah. red, like yeah. nail polish, lipstick, um yeah. anything. It's it's red. Any other color is like Uh, how can you wear that color? It's it's red yeah. and it's uh, beautiful. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's just, 
My mom is not okay with any other colors nail polish. She still likes oh, red, but like shades cute. of red, like maroon, um, yeah. brown, maybe, but yeah, like shades of red. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about like, my mom does too. Yeah, so my, like when I wear like um, summer colors, like the other day I was wearing green, and my mom was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, that makes me want to puke. What are you wearing?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and I got so many compliments. I was like, so many people said this looks so good, and my mom is like, "People." Yeah. Are, Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can never say to a baby parent that so many people liked my whatever because they'll just be like, that's because they don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these fashion uh, blind people? Yeah. That's, that was what my mom said. I was like, uh, okay. I mean, I can argue that red or brown looks like a cockroach, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah. So it it's just what you're comfortable with. So with my mom, she's comfortable with red being the color. It's not about me dressing up, or it's not about me, um, mm-hmm. like wearing mm-hmm. any other nail polish. It's just that to her, um, yeah, what is that's like the acceptable color. Red. Yeah. When she was yeah. growing up, she has seen is that color. Fashion has evolved. Beauty has evolved over the years. And she's not accustomed to that. So that's fine. So that's her point of view. So, yeah. Which is why we need to keep changing and we need to keep evolving. And I think our generation should be able to accept people the way they yeah. are and accept different shades. And, and I think, that, like, you know, it's not, for me at least, and I think for you too, like you feel personally responsible for not just your life, but the kind of like message that like society as a whole is, starting to like accept right yeah so i don't know i so it's hard for me to just just shut up sometimes when people judge women especially on like makeup choices or like outfit choices but somehow that she has to like like you said like prove herself that she has like some substance that this isn't just making her like vain and um you know that she, that she has something to prove, which I think yeah, is unfortunate because we don't put that pressure on men. Like, we're yeah, never we telling men. But yeah. we, women are constantly criticized for every choice that they make, uh, from uh, from their life choices to their, you know, physical appearances. So, um, yeah, we have to be, like, other women have to be supportive or other people around her, not just women. Like, even their... Like, for example, uh, wife, their husband should be supportive. So I think everyone has to be mindful about that and also know that they are going through a little more than what, you know. Yeah. But, you know, right now I think it's not even just about, like, combating people that are from older generations, like our moms or aunties or whatever. It's like our peers, right? Yeah, it's up to those, yeah. Who's to say that they've come out of, childhood and adolescence with the same rebellious phase that you and I had, maybe they don't. And then, you know, I think, like, those are important conversations to have within our friend groups. And and I think it's, like, very easy to, you know, agree on the big stuff. Like, yeah. But it's harder to understand each other about the nuanced, smaller things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's the small things that matter in life. Um, And, I think this is a good point for us to end 
on a positive note by yeah. asking all of our listeners to actually mm-hmm. appreciate someone in your life, whether it's their beauty, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's their makeup choices, whether whether it's their life choices. But this week, appreciate someone in your life um, with a positive message. Let them know that you like what or you're in, you're inspired by them. Um, yeah. Me and Anjana have been doing that on a regular basis. We uh, we remind ourselves to be able to do that because we spread negativity. We criticize people on a regular basis, but we generally don't tend to spread positivity. And trust me, when you do that, uh, you feel better than they do because you really feel good about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this, like, selfless act, right? Oftentimes yeah, it doesn't when... have to be selfless. It, it's a selfless yeah. act. To me, it is selfish because every time I message someone that makes me feel good about myself, yeah. I'm really good. Yeah. I actually, you know, like, I think the internet term for that is, like, gassing people up. I love gassing people up. I think that's great. Like, we should yeah. be, you know, like, encouraging each other and leaving, I don't know, it's just, um, when people are stingy with that, it just, it makes it's, me kind yeah, of sad. I never used to do that before, but now uh, every time I see um, anyone's picture or any, like when I see yeah. someone uh, face-to-face and I like their blouse, it's uh-huh. as simple as that. Before, I never used to yeah. say that, but now make it a mm-hmm. point to stop and say, oh, I like your blouse. How mm-hmm. hard is that? It's just a few seconds. Um, yeah. It's, it's good. I, I can always tell when somebody's not saying anything and, you know, my outfit is bond. I'm like, oh, you know you want a compliment, but you can't. <laughs> um, okay, well, this has been a really great conversation. Um, this has been a really I'm, great conversation. Yeah. I'm excited to have more conversations like this. Yeah. So if anybody wants to give any topics that we, they want to talk about or if you feel like there's something that, you know, we should check out, please let us know. Um, we are available on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Anoma Cosmetics. And we're on Instagram, Anoma underscore Cosmetics. And you can also DM us uh, personally if you want to message either of us. Uh, yeah. We would be attaching our personal information and our personal Instagram details, social media right. handles on uh, the podcast details. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye, Swati. Bye.